You're listening to another episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome into Small Business Saturdays. My name is Aaron Montgomery and you can find me at OurSuccessGroup.com and happy to be here, happy to be back in studio here on this wonderful Saturday where we get to chat today about understanding ROI and really looking forward to this conversation with you guys, really looking forward to sharing what I think is really, really important for small business owners is to really get an understanding of ROI and all of the things that go along with that, all of the mindset shift that goes along with return on investment. Because I think, you know, ROI is interesting in that it's a term that gets thrown around a lot. And the more I've talked to small business owners, the more I kind of feel like there's maybe a misunderstanding, right? I think that maybe we don't quite understand what it means in the big picture. And also, I don't think we quite understand why it's so important to properly figure out what it means to us and to kind of change our mindset to be more of an ROI style mindset or what some people might call a growth mindset, right? And that's another way to look at return on investment. It's a growth mindset. And a lot of people that I've kind of been able to interact with are fixed mindset people and that's okay, right? It's not like that's a real big negative that you're a fixed mindset person, but there are some challenges that come along with that. And as a small business owner, You can't have a fixed mindset. You have to have a growth mindset. It's actually crucial to being a small business owner that's going to be successful. So today, I want to dig deeper into what ROI is exactly, and then also kind of talk through and and help us all understand why it's so valuable, why it's so valuable to look at kind of all of the transactions, right? All of the things that we do all of the time or money spent on things, which would be the transactions. Want us to look at that in everything that we do in our small businesses and maybe even our lives from the perspective of return on investment. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. And hopefully uh, that this will be useful. And I can't wait to hear your feedback as to how uh, this changes your perspective, right? What, what changes to your perspective do you get from thinking about life as a ROI mindset or a growth mindset. So, Hey everyone, Aaron here real quick. Sorry for the brief interruption. If you are getting anything out of Small Business Saturdays, please head over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash SBS. We're going to send you some free resources and give you some more information about our success group and how we might be able to help your company even more. Thanks for tuning in. Now back to the podcast. The first thing I'd like to do is take a look at what fixed mindset versus growth mindset is. And here's just a list of some things that would kind of indicate a fixed mindset, you know, when when we avoid feedback and, and criticism, right? With it, it hurts too much. It's, I, I, can't, I can't deal with it because the only way to grow is by getting feedback. So we, we actually have to actively seek out feedback. And we'll, we'll look at what a growth mindset looks like here in just a second. But um, you know, some other areas of a fixed mindset are don't like challenges. We, we avoid, we stay in that comfort zone. 
Um, you know, we put in the minimum amount of effort required, right? You just just want to get a passing grade. And uh, when when the going gets tough, we say, ah, I'm, I'm done. I, I can't. I'm I'm ready to try something new because I, I can't do this. So you're a quitter, right? There's no persistence there. Um, you look at failure and, and you're, you're always worried about failing. Um, you, you've got that. Um, gosh, I avoid failures. You know, I avoid doing anything hard because I don't want to fail. Um, you have this belief that talent and skills are just static, right? That we, we are where we are. It's our lot in life and we just have to deal with it. Um, and, and kind of, you know, the caste system, so to speak, you can't get out from underneath whatever you, you know, situation was dumped on top of you. Um, and then, you know, you use the word, I can't a lot. You spend a lot of time going, well, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Right. So that's a fixed mindset. And what that does for us is it kind of puts us in this space here, right? Where, where, uh, we just are kind of, uh, Netflix and chill, right? I, I just, um, and even growth mindset people will get to that point where they got to stop and recharge, but this tends to be the, the modus operandi, the, the main thing that we do. So, you know, the, the things that, you know, fixed mindset kind of show up for, for me, you know, is when I know I'm in that fixed mindset. I'm knowing in that, that place when I'm looking for safety, you know, I'm looking for comfort. Um, I'm comfortable, safe, comfortable, that resigned to what it is, the the static, the stuck. And then one of the other things that you see a lot in fixed mindset people is they're way overly principled, right? It's it's who I am, that kind of idea, which I think what hap it's happening there is we're confusing principles with values, right? So it's who I am, then why couldn't that be something more like it's who you were, it's who I was, right? It's something I learned from and grew from, right? But a fixed mindset is it's just who I am, right? So again, we're confusing principles and values. So let, let me give you an example of, of this confusion of principles and values. You know, so I, I'm not a big cursor, but I have my moments where, you know, I'll use some foul language. I've even used foul language around my son, which, you know, I'm not always super proud of, but he understands because of the way that um, I've used it. I've tried to use cursing is that it's an effect, right? Cursing is one of those things that is really more of an effect. In fact, Tony Robbins even goes so far as to say, hey, every once in a while, you've just got to come out with a curse word, even maybe the uh, the F-bomb, so to speak, to get people's attention, right? But in saying that you cursing is a value, well, that's not true. That's not a value, right? Cursing is not a value. Your value might be something that says, hey, I should be allowed to curse, right? Your value might be being able to say what you want and, and speak your mind with effect. That's a value, right? I and mean, we're going to hold true to that. But cursing is not required in all circumstances. So no, it's not a value, right? Your, your values are things that uh, will serve you in all circumstances, right? If you hold true to those values. So again, the value is not cursing. The value is that you want to speak your mind. You want to be able to, you know, not hold yourself back to, to say the things that you think need to be said in the right circumstances, right? So 
you know, this is the same way for how we dress or how we act, right? The, none of those things are values. They may be effects or ways to express some values, but your values always serve you in all cases. So values are things like this. And let me, let me flip over to another screen here and I'm going to have to probably uh, exit this. Um, how do I do? There we go. So we'll flip over to this screen right here. So here are some things that are values, right? And these are these are a list of value words, core value words, and and I'm happy to share these with you if you'll reach out to me. Um, actually, reach out to me on Volley down there, and I will send you this list. Um, but th these are some core values, right? Accomplishment, uh, contribution, effectiveness, boldness, right? Maybe that's a value of your boldness, and and that's where the cursing comes from, or um, you know, compassion, you've got all those, so you've got those teamwork and then you got capabilities. Um, uh, there's creativity, structure, awareness, learning, organization. You know, these are all values, uh, friendliness, sincerity. I think there was some creativity in here, which a lot of times uh, brings out the, you know, I want to be able to wear what I want to wear and that kind of thing. Um, differentiation there you go so say see so those are values right and so when we're thinking about values um that that's what where we're at where where this kind of fixed mindset idea comes from and 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 so those are kinds of things to me that that stand out as fixed so let me get back to um the slide over here and we'll get that up on the screen and that way you can see, so those of you that are, are watching in on the live, you'll be able to see kind of what we're doing, but we'll talk through all this. So if you're here on the podcast version of this, no problem. We're, we're, I'm explaining all the things that you're seeing on screen, but uh, you certainly can head over to liveosg.com and go look this up, uh, understanding ROI, and then you'll be able to see all the visuals as well. So let's, let's get back to that real quick here. Oops, wrong one. Okay, so that was our fixed mindset. Um, we looked at all that. But now, what the heck does a um, growth mindset look like, right? So a growth mindset is a mindset of where we're actively seeking out feedback because that's how we learn. That's how we grow. And we're accepting those, right? It's not saying that we condone every bit of criticism that we get. It's not saying we have to act on every single bit of feedback that we get. It's saying that we're open to it. And that we're willing to learn and change, that we're willing to, to take somebody else's feedback and potentially grow from it, right? So you could be in a place where you're very, very extremely uh, successful in what you're doing in a, in a certain space. And, but maybe you're hearing some feedback that, you know, things are changing, that maybe you need to look at some better ways, right? So you could just have that fixed mindset and go, yep, nope, I'm successful. I'm going to stay right here. But the really, truly long-term successful people and businesses, they go, okay, I'm doing really great at this. How can I do even better? I get better each time. Um, I can't remember who exactly said this quote, but um, it was something to the effect of success is the quickest way to failure, meaning we get complacent, right? We just stay in that thing. And, you know, right. We want to be persistent. We want to keep doing what we're doing and keep getting better and better at it. But it is have to, we have to keep getting better and better at those skills all the time. Um, so that learning from feedback and criticism, accept and complete challenges, right? So not only were you saying, bring it on, um, we're, we're also saying, I'm going to 
push this through to completion. I'm going to, you know, get to some closure on this challenge and, and figure it out, you know, and, and just be kind of stubborn about it in, in a sense, right? It's that accepting challenges. Um, if you had an opportunity to watch the two regular guys yesterday, uh, John Morris said this when he was talking about, you know, what mindset that he should have when he's out there in the field playing baseball. And, you know, it's hit me the ball and that that's accepting challenges. That's a challenge. That ball's going to be coming zipping at you. And then you're going to have to field it and do something with it. That's a challenge. So you want to have that hit me the ball mindset right there. Yeah. So I love that from John yesterday um, that, you know, more effort and never giving up. Again, we just talked about all that persistence and whatnot, but uh, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going as opposed to <laughs> when the going gets tough, the tough give up. <laughs> right. So, and then just like feedback, understanding that failure is only feedback. It, it's failure is only real if we choose to stop. Right? You, you never failed until you stop. So, um, because people like will get to this point where they go like, oh gosh, you know, I, I spent all this time and, um, you know, it's just all wasted. It's not wasted because no matter what, you know, you can lose all of your possessions. You can lose a lot of external things, you know, things will happen, right? We, that's the reality of life. Things happen, but in, especially in business, but in, in all areas of our life, we can the things that cannot be taken away from us are the things that we learn, the experiences that we were able to grow from. And again, if we have a growth mindset, then every experience is valuable. Every single experience is valuable because you're learning from it. And that can never be taken away from you. Never. It can never be taken away from you in your lifetime. And you know, who knows, maybe in your next lifetime, right? Depending on where, where you go and what you believe in there. Um, all right. And then learning from failure um, and then talent and skills can be developed, right? The, the belief that anybody can do anything, right? There's, there's no special things required to get to anywhere you want to go. It just, the only thing that is required is these efforts, this growth mindset. So it's that the only thing that's required is to think I can, I can do it, right? We talked about on this program many times, this the whole idea of um, you have to believe it before you see it, as opposed to the other way around, that you have to, uh, that you'll believe it once you see it, but you have to believe it first. And so that's thinking I can, right? So, so there's our growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And this growth mindset that we've got over here, you know, this is also what I would could term a ROI mindset. So let's start talking about ROI here then, because that's what I believe you guys really have uh, shown up for. And um, <laughs> let's talk about that. So with that being said, so what's, let's understand ROI. What, is, what does ROI mean? And with ROI, there's actually three different eyes that are at the end. So the first eye I think is the one that most people think of when they look at a, a return, right? The, when they look at that transactional, um, here is, uh, when, I, when I say ROI, most people say return on investment, right? And, and that I, that investment it is actually one of those eyes, right? It's your return on investment. It's the return on your time. You know, you spend time, what do you get in return? It's the return on the money. You know, it gives them, you know, that investment, that money, that tangible thing. And, and we normally focus on ROI as that, as a return on investment. 
because that's the easiest to quantify. You know, if I spend $10 and make $100, that's a good investment, right? If I spend $100 and only make $10, that's a bad investment. So that's return on investment. But there are two other eyes that we need to look at when we're looking at those transactions, those uses of our time and money. And when we look at the other eye, so the, the other eye is identity. So return on identity, return on who you are, return on how other people perceive you, right? So that's where we go back to those fixed mindset ideas or those you know overly principled ideas, principles versus values, right? Your, your identity comes from the values that you display, the, the way that people perceive your values, right? You can go out and say, my values are this, 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 and this, right? And you can say that and you can yell it at the top of the mountain all day, every day, and, and be putting it out there, but you have to live it. Right? You have to live those values because identity is just how people perceive you and what values you have. Right, So they're perceiving your values. So if you say your value is to be truthful, but yet you spend a lot of time twisting the truth or talking behind people's backs and, 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 and all that kind of stuff, then your identity is not going to equate to that truthfulness, right? If you're, you're caught in lies and all that kind of stuff. So clearly understanding what your values are and then living them, right? So that's where our difference between a principle and a value, right? Your values are this and, and you should never waver from those values. Even in the tough moments, you should stick with those values. And this is really important for your business because this is where businesses get themselves in trouble, right? When they start wavering from their values, or they don't have their values clearly defined, then what they're saying and how other people are perceiving you are two different things. So you have to have to live in those values. So that's identity. And we'll talk just a hair more about that in a second. But then the other I in the ROI equation here is influence. All right. So return on influence. Because as a business owner, what we want is influence right? We, we want to influence our customers to trust us enough to provide their investment, their money, maybe their time, if you're trying to influence maybe your employees or, or things like that. So their transactions, you're trying to influence their transactions so that they'll want to put that with you. They'll want to quote unquote invest with you. So those are our three eyes: investment, identity, and influence. So I think most people have a pretty clear understanding of, of investment. So I, I don't want to spend a whole lot more time there. I'm going to give some examples here in a second, but I want to get a little bit deeper in defining these eyes really quick. So if anybody has any questions about investment, what a return on investment really means to them, uh, if you're tuned into the live version here, just go ahead and put that into the comments over there and, and I will get to those. Um, I see everybody checking in, Jerry, good morning, and Sandy and stuff. And, and Jerry, I, I yeah, it's, everything seems to be working on my side. So hopefully <laughs> um, the, the connection comes back in for you. But, okay, so if you have questions, pop it in there. But let's talk about identity a little bit longer, right? We, we did um, explain it a little bit where it's, you know, those values, how you're perceived. But why is identity important, right? And identity is important to us 
based on those kind of reasons that I was talking about, if, if we're trying to influence, if we're trying to get people to trust us, you know, how we're perceived is really important. Now, we shouldn't really um, be concerned with other people's opinions. What we should be concerned with is how the outside world perceives us, because that really is our gauge whether or not we're living our values. And the same thing holds true for your identity when it comes to your business. So I think you guys may have remembered, but I've told a story in a lot of different cases about a, a printing company that I used to work for. And one of the values that they promoted was the speed. They had one of the first Heidelberg DI printing presses and um, they were all about the speed, right? We, we could get stuff done you know, a whole print job that would take other print shops that had to burn plates and and do all the pre-press work. Um, we were able to take a file and get the whole thing printed in the, on the same kind of quality that a full-fledged printing press would, would do in 30 minutes an hour, right? I mean, we could turn things around super quick. And so that was one of the values that that we had. The problem was, the customers didn't perceive that because they didn't live their values in everything that they did, right? And so as the story goes, as a sales guy, and there was 10 salespeople there, we had a kind of a joke amongst the salespeople that it took us longer to get a quote than it did to print the job, right? They, they still had their old school um, quoting process in place where there was one guy that had his formula that took into account all of the different parts and pieces and all the salespeople had to go to him to get a quote. And, you know, you would wait for a super long time to get a quote, right? So they weren't living their values across everything that they did. So the customer said, well, I know you say that you're fast, but you don't get back to me quickly. Right. And so I get it. <laughs> yeah. We're not living our values. We're not being perceived as fast. So when we think about the transactions, the things that we do inside of our business that um, when we think about those things, then we go, okay, what about the return on our identity? So thinking, is that thing going to serve me? Right. Going back to the cursing example is showing up and cursing all the time going to help my perceived values, right? You're going to help people understand, oh, he really values that, right? Or is it just me trying to be overly principled and say, that's who I am, right? Because again, yes, the right circumstances for the right effect, I'm, I'm not that kind of a <laughs> poo-poo on everybody, right? I, I get it. People need to be who they are in certain ways. But if you're just holding on to that going, but that's my value, no. Define what your value is, right? So, you know, we have that example inside of our industry a lot. There's there's a couple other podcasts out there that um, you can't get through the the first ten minutes and actually learn anything. All you've gotten is about uh, you know a thousand swear words and um, a whole bunch of discussion about drinking beer. And okay, cool if that's your people and that's what they're showing up for. But if you're trying to be <laughs> you know, much more to the industry, then that's probably not what you want to be doing. And so you need to be looking on the return that, uh, on your identity, right? So what things are you doing right now or what things will you be doing? What things are on your to-do list for that matter, right? And, and honestly, that, this, that idea just popped into my head here 
And so now I've got to, <laughs> this is something I'm going to go do right after this is I'm going to go to my to-do list and I'm going to go look through my to-do list and go, okay, all the things on my to-do list, are those things going to provide some return on my identity? If I complete that, does that enhance people understanding what my values are? All right. So that's identity. All right. So questions about that, let me know. But let's talk about influence here. All right. So influence is the next I. So we have investment, have identity. Now influence, return on influence. And now this is going to be a lot like identity, but this is now your perceived values, those values that you put out there. How is living those values then allowing you to influence, allowing you to, right? And and I think sometimes we think of influence in a negative connotation, right? It's this, oh, well, that kid was influenced by the other bad kids to do bad things, right? And that's one side of influence. But the other side of influence is, you know, that kid was influenced by the good kids to, to study more, to, you know, do community service to, right? We can influence people in a lot of different ways. It's just that the negative influences are normally what we focus on, right? That, that's, that's what drives the news is the people that were negatively influenced by something and then they do something that the society deems as negative, right? So when we talk about influence, influence also though is, right? Yeah, can I, like, I know I've got a lot of influence over my son, right? Not, not in like a uh, stick my thumb on him kind of way, but I understand that he spent a lot of time with me and the things that I do are going to be reflective in him. I'm influencing him. My behaviors influence him. Now, will that always be the way? No, I, I believe that as he continues to grow and, and get his, I mean, you're, I'm seeing it right now at 10, almost 11 years old. In fact, he turns 11 next Tuesday. Um, you know, he's creating his own sphere of influence and he's wrestling with how he handles those situations. And I'm hopeful that the way that I've handled similar situations where I was able to influence him in a positive manner. Right. But it's all, it, 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 that's deeper. Right. And so there's, but we can also do the same things with our customers. Right? We can influence them to understand that there is a supply chain issue. Right. And, and that's influence. Right? We, we say, yep, there is. Will you take this garment instead? Well, you've just influenced them to change their mind or or influencing them to buy hats along with the shirt order. Right. That's influence. You're influencing people to spread the word about your company because of the passion that you share it with yourself. And that will influence them to support you and do more. Right? If you have employees, you're influencing them to give up some of their hard-earned time, right? Well, not hard-earned time, but <laughs> precious, valuable time, right? Maybe that's so we're influencing customers to give up some of their hard-earned money, and we are influencing our employees to give up some of their precious, valuable time to work on our business, right? To help us to our idea of success, to, to be part of that same mission. Right. So that's all influence. Those are things that we do that are influential. And so the same thing has to be looked at. Right. When I go back and I look at my to do list and I go, how do these things 
affect how my perceived values are, what, what, how I'm perceived, what my values are, you know, then is doing that thing, making that transaction, that investment of time or money going to help with that identity? Same thing with influence. We need to go back and look at all the things that, all the decisions that we have to make and say, how does this affect my influence, right? So we'll go right back into the whole cursing idea, right? How is that affecting your influence? Maybe you just want to deal in that group that's all about, you know, they're, they're the quote unquote, the, what I would consider um, the sailor mindset, right? Um, that, that's kind of the way that people always talk about people that, that curse a lot. You know, oh, it talks like a sailor. <clears throat> I don't know why sailors got such a bad rap, but um, I was not a sailor. Maybe, Brian, if you're listening in, you can <laughs> tell us why you guys got such a bad rap. But the whole point here is, how does that affect your influence? Are you able to impact enough people by acting that way? Are you able to change and do the things that you say you're going to do that you want to do the why, right? Are you able to take your why and share it with the world and influence those people to get on board and be part of that same why? And if that's not right, it, you know, the way you dress the right. It, it circumstances change, right? So principles and values, those are two different things. So we have to look at those things. We have to like take on everything in that realm and then say, do I have a growth mindset or do I have a fixed mindset? So those are the three eyes. Let me wrap this up here today. And again, if you guys have questions or comments or things you'd like to share, uh, please feel free to put them in if you're sitting here in the live version. If you would like to have a discussion with me further about this idea or concept, or you have other questions, um, you feel free to hit us up on volley. If you go to osg.link forward slash volley, and those of you that are looking live, you can see it right down here in the corner and uh, we can continue this discussion, right? We, we, we can just pop it in anywhere. I'll move it around if we need to or whatever. So let's continue that discussion, but let's lastly to here, talk about why having this ROI mindset or why understanding ROI is so important to us. So let's start with the first I, investment. Um, thank you, Curtis. You have a great day as well, sir. All right. So let's let's talk about investment here first. That that money could be time. We're going to use money because money is so tangible, right? We can measure. We can put that on a spreadsheet. Time's a little bit harder to quantify, right? We, we obviously, you know, hours, and we could put that in a spreadsheet. But let's just start with to make this simple. Let's start with explaining investment in a money scenario, and we'll go, we'll look at both sides of this, right? So let's think about it this way: if I were to guarantee you in writing, like this was a legally binding agreement that we come to that that's legally binding, you you feel like there's no risk to to the scenario here and i were to guarantee to you in that realm that if you gave me a quarter of a million dollars i would give you a hundred thousand dollars right is that a good investment right and the the next question is is that a good investment that the next question from there and and this is the one that people really struggle with because we have to get over our money mindset issues is would you figure out a way to come up with that quarter of a million dollars? Right? Would you scratch, claw, beg, steal, borrow to come up with that quarter million dollars 
to be able to, at some point in the future, gain a million dollars. Now, I think most people at first glance would say yes, but we have those scenarios show up in our world all the time. It just isn't that cut and dry, right? The only one guaranteeing that is you. And that's where that belief in yourself shows up is you have to be willing to push yourself and take that risk that, you know, so I'm starting a business. Well, if you have a, a fixed mindset or you have that mindset that you have like a money set point, you know, a lot of people, and I don't know where this came from, and I, I certainly could and probably should do some research on this at some point. And when I get into this phase of my book, I will definitely do a lot more research on this. Um, but a lot of people have this money mindset point at $1,000, right? We can make investments. And I think that's grown over time too. So, you know, maybe it has something to do with the averages and how much money uh, the average person makes and that kind of thing. So I found though, that when somebody has to spend more than a thousand dollars, they bump up against their, their money set point, right? Below that, it seems to be a much easier purchase. But when you're starting a business, there's going to be potential investments that you could make that are going to be well over that thousand dollar mark. But if we're looking at this as a fixed, like, nope, I'm going to go find the cheapest stuff I can find. I'm going to be that bargain shopper all the time. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, right? There are situations where, yes, we do want to be more frugal, right? Because we, because we understand that investment. In fact, we'll talk about that side of it in just one second. But as a business owner, a lot of our decisions they can't be made with that frugal money set point situation. They have to be made with that guarantee. If I spend $10,000 on this piece of equipment, can I make $100,000 from that, right? Over a course of some reasonable amount of time for you, because you've got your time and money in, that you're investing into this. So, so going back, so it's really that, that going back to going, am I do I believe in myself enough to go, I'm going to make this investment because I believe I can turn this into something more. Right. And so having that mindset, right? So that's the one side of it, making sure that we're making investments in our future. Right. And, and I'll cl actually close out with talking about that. Um, so that's that's one side of it. The other side of it is the flip side of it, where we need to be more frugal, right? So if you're somebody that is a regular at Starbucks, right? They they walk in and know your name, and I've been in that place. Right? I I was a, a regular there. I'd get coffee and a breakfast sandwich, or maybe even a crappy donut. Um, and that's your thing. That's that's fine. But if you have a ROI mindset, a growth mindset, then you're going to go, what could I have done with that five or in, if you're buying a breakfast sandwich to $10 that you're spending every morning, what could I do with that money instead? Now it's fine with a, you can still have a growth and an investment mindset to go, nope, that's an investment in me. I, I enjoy that. That's something that I've earned that I've worked to, to be able to do. And therefore I'm going to do that. And that's okay. And that's perfect, a perfect decision for you to make. But you looked at it from 
could I take that $10 and do something a little bit more with it, right? Is there a more impactful way to, you know, if you've done it for 10 days, $10, could you take that $100 and do something more with it? Right. So that's the flip side of it. That's the other side of looking at all of these things with a ROI or growth mindset. So, okay. So there's those examples. Let's talk a little bit about identity, right? How do people perceive us? And I think we already gave some examples, but let's reiterate some of these. Um, Let's go with um, trying to think like what. Okay. Let's go with procrastination. All right. And, and I'm a, fantastic procrastinator. You know, I'm that time optimist. I'm a recovering people pleaser. So we've got all these things. But when you procrastinate, what is it that you're telling people about yourself, right? Maybe you're somebody that has a hard time meeting deadlines, right? But you say that you're all about quality and value, right? But then you miss deadlines. So, you know, people, how does that affect your identity? Maybe the product is really still of great quality and maybe the product is really still of great value based on the money that they spent. But if it's late, how does that affect those two things, right? The, the value goes away because value is a perceived thing. And so now your identity is in question because you're late and therefore your value goes away. And once that value goes away, people start to go, well, it wasn't that good a quality. I'm going to find all the little reasons why this is bad, right? Because we all can find some flaw in everything that we've done. We're so close to it. We, 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 you know, it's our baby, right? And so you can pick out those little flaws and you just want to hide them. Um, but the reality is the customer will love it if it matches up with your identity, right? If, if, if those investments in your identity are held to. So, Right. So, so what things do you need to change to have your identity that perceive, perceive view of you and your business looking at it that way? So that's identity. And then let's talk about influence here. When it comes to influence, right now we're, we're taking money, investment of time, and we're taking that perception of ourselves, of our values, of our company's business and values. And now we're trying to take and combine all those things together to then allow us to exert, right? That, that's the word that comes to mind right now. I don't know if that's the exact right word, but to exert our influence. And, and again, I think I hesitate from using exert because that might come back and, and just look at the negative side of influence. But again, we're talking about the positive side of influence that we're, we're encouraging, that we're lifting up, that we're helping people, right? So, because a lot of times people won't charge what they're worth because they're worried about how that's, you know, that they're negatively impacting somebody else. But if we have that growth mindset, we have that belief in ourselves, we can flip that and go, if I don't offer my products or services to this person at the price that I need to be successful long-term, then I won't be around to be able to offer these things. I won't be around to solve that problem for that particular customer. So that's our influence, right? Are we able to influence somebody to a point where we help them, we solve their problems, we lift them up? Because, okay, I'll look at it this way. 
know, I can go and be a volleyball coach, right? I, I'm, I am, I have, I, I'm not sure what next year is going to look like, but that's a whole different story. Um, I can go do that. Right. And, and I can give all the kids and say, Hey, do this. You know, I can blow the whistle. I can make them run lines, all of those other things, but they get no value from me as a coach. If I can't influence them to try something new, if I can't influence them to put in the work that is required to get better, right? So it's one thing to run up and down the court and run lines because coach is mad at you. It's another thing to run up and down the court and run lines because you understand that you weren't giving the effort that was required to get better. And so coach wants to remind us that we need to put in some effort, right? And so the coach needs to influence those young people to do better. And the same thing goes with employees. The same thing goes with our kids. The same thing goes even with our customers, right? You have that customer that is a real challenge, right? That the joke around, <laughs> around it is the uh, PETA tax, pain in the you-know-what tax, can you influence that person? Can you help them understand why it's a value to them to not be a pain in the, you know what? Not everybody you can. And so if you're investing all of your time in that pain in the butt customer, then you're taking away from your influence because now you're not able to invest the time and energy into the customers that you can influence, that do get it, that do understand. So we need to focus on those people that we can influence. So same, same thing, go back to your task list and go, what of these things can help me improve my influence? Right? So there we go. Now, like I said, the last thing I wanted to close out with, and again, if you guys have comments, questions, whatever, and you want to jump into the comments there, I, I will definitely get in there and interact. I appreciate everybody saying hello and, and have a great day and all that stuff, but I'd like to discuss it more with you if you have some things that you'd like to discuss. But the last piece here is to understand that the eyes, the investment, the identity, the influence, that's our future, right? So we're really trying to make a return on our future. The efforts that we take today, the efforts that we take this next week, the efforts that we take the next month, how that affects our future, right? So that's to boil all this down to the most simple and easy way to look at every decision that you make, how does this affect your future? You don't know the answer all the time, and that's okay, right? Because by taking that action, that's where we go back to that growth mindset, and we learn from that feedback. We learn from that quote-unquote failure, what I like to call a challenge. So we learn from all that, and, and so that did actually positively affect our future, because of that learning opportunity. Again, nobody can ever take away that learning experience from you, right? So any bad thing that's ever happened to you in your life, nobody can take that away from you. Now, I may be times where you feel like some, you'd like that to be taken away from you, but the reality is, the truth is that you were impacted, you were influenced by that situation, and you can choose to make it your excuse or you can choose to make it part of your better future, right? Those are your choices. Nobody can ever take those choices away from you. Nobody can ever take that learning experience away from you. So 
if we look at everything that we do, every decision that we make, every action that we take from the lens of how is this going to affect my future, then we've got a growth mindset. We've got an ROI mindset, right? So there's, there's a simplified down into a nutshell. Maybe you're going, gosh, Aaron, you could have done that in two minutes. And, but you know what? Then I wouldn't have had these amazing 45 minutes together with you. So that's what I've got for you. Let me know what your thoughts are on this understanding ROI. Do you understand it? Does this make you change your perspective at all? Love to hear about it. If, uh, if you're in the live, pop it in now. If you are catching the replay or maybe you're listening to the podcast version, um, let's talk on volley right down here. OSG.link forward slash volley is where you can uh, try that out at and check it out. It's just a, a video messaging app. Oh, super scary. I've got to be on video go watch some of my volleys. Like yesterday morning, I was fresh out of bed in my PJs, an old tattered old t-shirt because I had something that I wanted to share, right? And it's not about that. Again, I still felt like I was living in my values. My value is not to always be all dolled up, right? I am who I am in that regard. Do I want to do better? Absolutely. I comb my hair, I take a shower, I do all that stuff. And, And in the circumstances, right? If I'm out in front of people where they're paying me to be there, or I'm asking them to part with their hard-earned money, then I'm going to show up in that way. I'm going to maybe put on a polo shirt. I'll put on a tie. I'll put on a jacket where it it makes sense to help with my influence, right? To help with my identity, to help people understand that I care about them at a deep level. Um, <laughs> see now doug doug has got a good point here about this we can wait until you get your clothes on doug says and and doug says there there's where we go to principles and values my values do not allow me to show up without my clothes on right it just that goes against my values that that digs into the values not my principles my principles are okay with me being right so um yes that, that, there's the difference thank you doug for that uh, comedic break there from <laughs> from the big largeness. Okay. All right. Well, you guys, I appreciate that. I'm going to let you guys get back to your Saturdays. If anybody else has, like I said, any other comments, questions. Um, now, if anybody out there is not part of the OSG squad and you want to go deeper into a lot of this stuff and you actually want to start building the foundation of your business and really changing your mindset through a lot of tools and resources that, uh, you know, we're not able to just share in the hour that we get to be together here that, you know, to break things down into the bite-sized chunks that you need and the actions that you need to be successful with our five keys programs and then all the past training and, and the action items that we share and then all the collaboration inside of the community. Um, we have a way for you to do that. And uh, we, we don't want this to be about your monetary investment, right? We, we know you're going to already have to invest some time into this. And so we want to make it affordable for you to check out because we believe that you're going to see the value in what it is that we do at our success group. So for those of you that aren't OSG squad members, here's a great opportunity. If you go right up here to our successgroup.com forward slash try OSG, you can try it for a month. Now I'm going to be completely honest with you because that's part of the values. I want to make sure that we're not trying to shyster anybody and it's not this great deal. Um, that, you know, is like too good to be true because I believe that it is true and it's not too good to be true. It's just exactly right to be true. Um, 
you are then at that point signing up for a monthly membership and it will be a recurring payment after that first $5 month, the next payment will be $79 and that's our normal monthly uh, investment into the OSG squad. You can cancel at any time. So don't feel like, oh, you know, uh, they're going to hard sell me at the end. Um, if you don't know me yet, <laughs> you'll understand that I am not that hard salesperson. I may ask, you know, what can we do better? You know, but it's not going to be about, you know, shaming you into staying around and, oh, you're going to fail if you're not part of OSG squad. No, it has nothing to do with that. We'd love to help and support you. And we really, truly believe that we can. But everybody's got their own thing. They've got their own investments that they have to make. So um, we're here when you're ready to make an investment in your foundation, in your core, in your mindset. So, Hi, I'm Kyleen. And you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. All right. So that's what I've got for you guys today. Wendy, sorry that uh, we missed you a little bit, uh, but uh, glad you tuned in. Uh, you can be part of Team Replay there. Hashtag Replay. I think that's what uh, <laughs> what I should be saying for the YouTube side of things, whatever. Um, so anyhow, you guys, awesome. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much for spending some part of your Saturday here with me this morning. And uh, we will look forward to catching up with you again next week. We've got some other great stuff on the docket, but uh, I'll share more with you about what's coming up next week uh, inside of our social media channels and whatnot. And, uh, but if there's things that you'd like to talk about, there's things that you'd like to discuss, hey, come join me on here. That's, that's totally fine. Or just send me the topic and I'll, I'll make sure that we discuss it. And if I don't have the answers, I'll find somebody that does. So, um, that's definitely one of my values, that connection, that uh, problem solving. So, all right, everybody, thank you so much for your time here today. And I will talk to everybody again next week. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.